Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning, good morning everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good, good morning, morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Jesus, good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for all the good that you do in our lives. For the things that we don't even notice. There are times, Lord, when you intentionally keep things away from us for our own good. But we fail to see it from our fleshly standpoint. We are still ever so eager, so ambitious, wanting things. But you lead the way, Lord. You always had plans for us to prosper us. For us to be fruitful and to multiply and to dominate. To live in abundance. And it's not necessarily the same as we see it, Lord. We see it from a fleshly standpoint of view a lot of times. We ask for forgiveness for our limitations, Father. For all those vulnerabilities that seek to pull us back into the fleshly realm and pull us down away from you. We thank you, Lord, that you open our hearts and you call us by name. You pour your peace and your joy into it. And out of your word, Lord, you open up our understanding. You pour out your revelations. So that we are able to look through and through the place of prayer, discern and receive from you, Lord. Your direction for our path ahead. And we lean not on our human understanding, but in our place of prayer, Lord. We submit to you and we wait. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with that peace and that joy that we are able to leave all our worries and our cares behind and focus on this time with you. And we share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and part of this praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you. And we share it with all those that we are lifting up in prayer this day and those that have no one to pray for them and yet all the same are faced with those steep challenges in their lives as well. Father, we offer ourselves to stand in that gap that you might use that faith to bless the ones that you have called today, the ones that you will transform and redeem today. And as we make our prayer, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, the lifter of men, the Lord of lords, the one who teaches us to profit, the one who leads us in the way we should go, who provides direction, the one who flattens that ground before us, who breaks every bronze gate and cut iron bars in sunder, that every shut door before us might be opened, the path before might be flattened and illuminated by your light, by your wisdom, through your word. For you are the preserver of men. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who taught us to call God our father. The sheep gate, the bridge to the father, the way, the truth and the life. The Lord who heals. The word sent from the father to heal. It is he who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. It is he who is our daily manna coming straight down from heaven until we enter into the kingdom. And we eat of the produce of your kingdom, Father. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the breath of the Father, 
The one who quickens us in our spirit, who heals our backsliding. The one who partners with us to lift us up. Who has made his tabernacle within our body and now gives life to us in the spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit, the gift of prayer. With angels, with destiny, help us. You have blessed us with every physical need, physical provision, and every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You are the maker and you are able to make every grace abound to us, towards us. We thank you, Father, that you renew your mercy for us every morning. That you do not look upon us with the eyes of judgment, but with the eyes of your eternal, unchangeable love for us. Ever wanting that we should all be saved and none should perish. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting, every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By that same precious blood, Lord, we declare it as our hedge of protection in the spirit. That every force of wickedness that comes against this be judged by the fire of heaven in the name of Jesus, Lord. We also ask for a revelation of your truth. Just as this scripture on our screen says, when we abide in your word, then by being your disciples, we will know the truth and that truth shall set us free. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for these lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in your spoken word, Lord. As we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. We declare it shall not <clears throat> return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it. And we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that power of life on our tongue. And we thank you, Father, for discernment to know the difference when we speak and to choose life. Romans 6 verse 14 says, You are not under the law, <clears throat> but under grace. Now, what's the difference? Now, which one is better? God's law or God's grace? And are you really under grace? Or are you still under the law? Let's go a little deeper into this to understand. When God made a covenant with Moses for his people, he gave them laws. And those laws had to be obeyed. And then they would receive blessings. And a classic uh, set of examples there, or the laws that he gave us from Deuteronomy 28, 
but along with those, there are many others that you see in the book of Numbers, the book of Leviticus as well. His laws, his ordinances that had to be followed. And if they disobeyed, then there were only curses and punishment. <clears throat> there was no direct way to salvage the fallen one then. In Leviticus 16, we see that God introduced an ordinance for atonement by using a scapegoat. And the high priest could pray the sins of all the people upon that goat and it was released into the wilderness. So to say, taking away all the sins. But that only brought mercy and forgiveness. There still wasn't grace. Grace was introduced through Jesus. But along with forgiveness, there was an extra bonus, a gift, an encouragement. A helping hand from God extended to us to rise up after he has forgiven us. That we might not fall back again into the same. That unmerited favor or blessing from God after he has forgiven us. That grace is what we're looking at. When you see Romans 8 verse 1 and then Hebrews 4 verse 16. These tell us about what it is. Grace from God. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, It is by grace that you have been saved through faith. More importantly, it is through faith only. And that is not by our actions or by our deeds. It is God's mercy that he chooses to offer grace. And verse 7 says that comes through Jesus. So how do we receive it? Anyone that believes in Jesus and confesses him as Lord has expressed faith and so it qualifies them for grace. On the other hand, before the time of Jesus, in the days of Moses and after, and even now, those that are natural descendants of the chosen people, those that are Christians but have not come to really accept Jesus from their heart, I wonder whether they are under grace. You cannot receive grace and still remain the same. Because with it, he also sends his spirit to give strength. Those that even after receiving the gospel, having clarity on the difference between right and wrong, and still continue to choose wrong, then these are the ones that will go back to falling under the law. So it is very important in the first instance to study the word, to know what the word says. Because the word is his law, it is the book of his law. And then to live by that word. But if we know it, have understood it, have received and understood it, and then continue in the same sins as before, then Hebrews 10 verse 26 says, they are no longer under the grace, they fall back under the law. So it is very important for us to be very careful. The question there then is about grace. Romans 6 verse 14 and 15 says, For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, 
but under grace. And then Paul goes on to say, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? His answer there is, God forbid. What do you think Paul means here? He says, even when we are under grace, we cannot keep sinning. We've just seen that in Hebrews 10 verse 26. That's a possible eventuality falling back under the law. But in short, what it really means is grace is not an exemption from sin. That because Jesus already paid the price for us so we can continue go on living the same lives of sin that we have lived all along and still expect to enter heaven and go unpunished. That is not what grace is about. So the simple difference is it is the law that draws the line in the sand. So we only know we have sinned when we know what the law says. Otherwise, you do not know on which side of that line you stand. So up until the point where we do not know what the Bible says about some of our activities, whether it is counted as sin or not, God still gives the benefit of doubt to us because we can't tell the difference even though we may be Christians. And this is what Paul meant in Romans 7 verse 7. But when you know the difference, then we need to turn away from it if we are to remain under grace. So under the law, you will be judged. There would be no grace available to make a fresh start again and sin no more. However, under grace, we have the option to go and sin no more. Just like the priest tells us at confession, go and sin no more. Just like Jesus said to the woman that was being stoned for adultery. That was a typical example of his grace. Go and start over again. And this time with understanding and the gift that comes from God, that helping hand, so that you do not lapse into the same sin again, but you find strength through this gift to not go back to our old vices. <clears throat> and this is why Romans 6 verse 14 says, sin shall now have no dominion over you. Because you not only know the difference, you have received that extra strength, that extra dose of strength to withstand, to resist and say no. That's where his grace comes to work. And that's through the power of the Holy Spirit most often. How does this gift of grace work then over that sin? It works by you dying to that sin. And rising to a newness of spirit to serve God. That can only happen when his spirit is at work within you. When you are awake and alive in the spirit. Because he has come and touched your life. Then you start to loathe that sin. Then you start to move away from it. Otherwise, in the flesh, as long as we continue to remain in the flesh and not in the spirit, we will keep being attracted to that sin. The flesh does not know the ways of the spirit. And does not align with it. 
That's why many times when we are awakened and in this state, we start to feel discomfort even in the things we used to do and we think, what is wrong with me? Why do I feel uncomfortable now? That's your spirit telling you this is not right. You start dying to that sin. And there is a newness, a new attraction to the word of God where you feel that hunger to learn more. Where you feel that need to press more into the presence of God. To follow his ways. And dying to sin and rising to newness, you can read about that in Romans 7 verse 4 to 6. And this is why Romans 8 verse 1 says of that newness. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. There is only mercy and grace. And grace and mercy are not the same. Grace is mercy plus the helping hand. The second verse there, Romans 8 verse 2 says, Why? Because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So he even made that into a law. Where once you receive his Spirit, that newness starts to take over. You cannot receive his Spirit and remain the same in sin. That change, it may not happen overnight, but it does happen. Depending on how far deep we have fallen and how much longer it takes for him to renew. He works at our pace, not his pace. But all the same, he gives his strength. So under grace, we still keep and fulfill the law. We don't break it. But because you believe in Jesus and he took your place for judgment. He took our place hanging on that cross, paying the price. The one who is under grace will not be judged by the law. It is a complex subject. But when we get to that understanding, that even under grace, we still follow the law. But this time we follow it because he has written it on our hearts. We follow it out of love for Jesus. It is that truth settling within us that we see that scripture on our phones, on our computer screens that we are looking at. If you abide in my word, my law, and you are my disciples, then you will know the truth, you will know the difference, you will choose. And we will stay away from anything that brings us back under sin. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that opening of our eyes and our understanding, Lord. To see that grace that you have placed upon our life. The price that you paid for our sake. And the grace that you make available to us. That in that grace, when we stand, we don't stand taking it for granted. But we stand looking to learn your ways, looking to find out your truth, pressing more to know you more closely, and then to walk with you in your light, in your truth. 
I ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division. The spirit of separation and divorce, we curse it, rebuke it and cast it out of these lives now in the name of Jesus. The spirit of discord, we cast out now. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in our lives. And in some way, all of us are. Things that we have grown up with, our traditions, <clears throat> familiar ways, all kinds of addictions. And we pray especially, Lord, against our busyness, prayerlessness, our ignorance of your ways and your word. And against poverty that keeps all these designed to keep your people in subjection, Lord. That every yoke of the enemy be broken in the name of Jesus. That when your truth is revealed, our eyes are open to see that truth, Lord. There is liberty, there is freedom, which only comes by your word and your spirit. And we ask for a strengthening in our spirits as well, Lord. That we are able to carry and minister that gospel of liberty to your people that we can fulfill the mission that Jesus himself came to fulfill. What he said is fulfilled in Luke 18 verse 1. Now Luke 4 verse 18. Father, we raise our own personal intentions as well here those of our families and our friends. Lord, we thank you that you have heard us and you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe, Lord, that what we have agreed upon as touching upon it, that will be done for us by the Father in heaven in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shadaya, Ananda Rasil, Ekrikis, Tikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikitikit
Sata proya jela barajalara dela rastara dela radaba mambrea thaya sila kai. Prata ke dela rastala rajala randa radala radaba. Ofra ke barajala raskiran dela rastere kai. Adela rajala radala radaba. Dodala rajera baraske kai. Adala rantoroske kai. Dela rajala radere kai. ชาติกิยาสนะคะนะปาปยาสนะคะนะปาปยาสนะคะนะปาปยาสนะคะนะปาปยาสนะคะนะปาปยาสนะคะนะปาปยาสนะคะนะปาปยาสนะคะนะป
of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. A third scripture is from 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, quoted from the Amplified Version of the Bible, where it is written, But he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough. Always available, regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weakness so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. That's worth reflecting on a lot more in our personal lives. And the weakness he's speaking of is humility. Surrender and submission. The third scripture is, uh, it's not a scripture, it's actually lyrics of a hymn from Paul Wilbur, where it says, let the weight of your glory cover us, let the life of your river flow. Let the truth of your kingdom reign in us. Let the weight of your glory, let the weight of your glory fall. Let the weight of your glory cover us, let the life of your river flow, let the truth of your kingdom reign in us. And continues on the same lines through the additional wordings that I've mentioned there as well. Thank you, Lord, for that grace, that glory that you have shown us in that vision through Sister Shani in this morning as well. Thank you, Father. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, our daily rosary and divine mercy sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teachings, please share links for people, to your friends and family to join on Zoom and on YouTube. The links for all these sessions are the same links. They don't change. You can copy them from wherever you find them on our Telegram group, and you can post them to your friends on whatever channels work for you. If they are unable to make these sessions live, they can also pray with the recordings, which are available on YouTube, on our Facebook page, as well as on our Spotify podcast channel, if you search for Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. Also a reminder about our Fire Friday Bible study session. The topic is a continuation of a series we started last Friday on God's systems of advantage, where we are learning how God actually sets... A, how God actually set us up at an advantage over all else on earth. We're also learning about God's covenants to man and his kingdom principles designed to provide that edge in any situation for us. We shall share a message on all our channels for people to join along with links. Please share those to your family and invite them to come. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.
everybody. God bless Thank everybody. You. Bye bye.